Hi guys, welcome to a special Touch by Prayer. I am so super excited because we are going to be talking about whole tuber. Wait, I'm not saying this right. I'm so sorry. I just went a little uh, nutty. Broken to whole inner healing for the fragmented soul. I have all the the authors. Well, I have at least four of them. We'll put it that way. So I'm going to start bringing them on. It of course was. Um, I have Seneca Sherbon who is here. I have Matt Evans who is here and I also have Diane Moyer up oh, there's Michael King so you guys can start saying hello hey everybody okay so thank you guys for for coming on to touch by prayer live we are going to be talking about broken to whole inner healing for the fragmented soul this book has just come out it already is I believe on Amazon the number one seller is that correct guys it was. It was. That is right. <laughs> well, it was. was yeah. Well, that's okay. Yeah. Well, we're gonna. We we got our little orange. Band. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I'm also going to be bringing up the other co-authors. I have Matt Evans, who is coming on. And so, Matt, welcome to Touch by Prayer. So excited that you can be here. And I also have Diane Moyer, who is going to be joining us. And so Diane is also here. Guys, you have... Hi. Hi, Matt. Thank you so much for coming on Touch by Prayer. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having me. This is, this is so exciting. This is going to be a really great show because you, this is something that both you guys have been doing. Both Diane and Matt have been doing this inner healing and fragments. So Matt, would you mind just kind of explaining what that basically means? Oh, boy. Uh... The, the inner healing and fragments, well, it's, it's a huge topic. I, I have no idea where to start. Um, you know, fragments, you, basically, uh, I, you know, our, our journeys have been different. My, my journey started with praying for physical healing. And, uh, you know, physical healing was, was amazing. I mean, seeing, seeing miracles at a, at a very young age, seeing just awesome things happen, simple prayer, you know, name of Jesus, and, and you see things happen, see things change right before your eyes, um, you know, and then that led into getting into, into deliverance. And then, uh, you know, I found limitations. I mean, there were breakthroughs, there were people that would get set free, but then there were the people who, um, you know, you're going back and forth with, with critters, and you're, you know, you're seeing things that, you know, some of these really uh, rougher cases, like, you, you can't just do deliverance. They, they just don't get free. I was finding that, that you needed to uh, you needed to deal with the deeper emotional issues, and and I, f I was finding that I needed to deal with my deeper emotional issues, um, and uh, so started a long journey of uh, of finding that okay, part part of that deeper healing, a, a very important part, was working with these uh, these fragmented parts of ourselves that they get split off during trauma, and. Um, you know, we go through things and, and a part of ourselves, basically like, like how the Trinity is three persons in one. We have that capacity. We're made in the image of God. We have that capacity to, uh, to have, uh, you know, different parts of ourselves that kind of form identities. And uh, they, they end up having their own will, their own mind, their own emotions. And so these, these aspects of ourselves hold on to things that we may, as the core person, we may be saying, I want to let go of this issue. But uh, a fragmented, you know, wounded part of ourself might be um, very young and not understanding and, and not, 
you know, caught up in a trauma, very young, feeling like they need to protect themselves and stay, stay angry, stay hateful, hold on to some addiction, hold on to some some wound and and so working with those parts to meet the lord and let him come in there and heal them and you know we've seen a lot of huge breakthroughs for people a lot of um you know transformed areas of people's lives and hearts that uh you know it it, they they hadn't been able to find any other way and and i've experienced this you know diane's experienced this i i think we've all experienced this here um and uh it's it's not something everybody um you know, everybody's quite comfortable with it first because you don't see real clear examples of it in the Bible. But you do see, for instance, um, Isaiah 61, where where, G, where if you look in the Hebrew, the, the word shabar for, uh, for, you know, he came to bind up the brokenhearted. Shabar is, um, means it's the word translated brokenhearted. It means to be fragmented into many pieces. Jesus came to bind up and heal those who have been fragmented into many pieces. And so uh, so that's a basic aspect of his mission statement. You know, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he's anointing me to preach the gospel to the poor, to bind up and to, to heal those who have been fragmented into many pieces, to bring liberty to the captives and, and all those sorts of things. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we've just seen incredible things. You see a lot of breakthroughs where um, a lot of people have been, you know, trying to you know, name it and claim it, just, uh, you know, stand on the scripture verse, so by the stripes I'm healed, by the stripes I'm healed, but then they're not healed, <laughs> you know, or, or just trying to do memory healing. And memory healing is awesome. I, I use that. I use that. Memory healing is great. You know, these deeper, you know, sozo type of stuff, theophostic type of stuff, it's all, it's all good. But um, a lot of times with those fragmented parts, you know, they, those parts don't let go of the issues. You know, if you're just working with the person's memories and the person's emotions, there can be parts where like, Hey, I'm not letting go of that issue. I'm not, I'm not forgiving, <laughs> you know, I'm, you know, and you've got to, you've got to get in there and, and uh, let the Lord work on that. You know, what I, what I find with, with the whole issue of deliverance that, that a lot of people get caught up in a lot of people, um, I, you know, and, and I was, I was in this, this, uh, this group before where it's like, it's about fighting the devil. You know, it's about going back and forth. You know, I'm going to cast this thing out. Get out in the name of Jesus. And it doesn't leave. No, get out in the name of Jesus. I call the fire down. I stab you with a sword, you know. And 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 sometimes you get them to go that way. But but uh, sometimes it's just back and forth and, and no progress. And you're there all night. And and maybe it stops manifesting. But then it comes back the next day. It's still there. It just it just went down, you know. But but when you work with the fractured parts, you can get to the root of where, where that stuff is. You can get it out easy and quick. You know, as long as you can get to those fractured parts and, and you know get them to cooperate, but um, but you know the enemy has no power in our lives other than what we give him. You know, the only power, the only authority he has to do absolutely anything is just our agreement with him. You know that he, you know, if if, if we come out of agreement, he it's easy just get out. He just leaves. There's no fight. There's no you know the angels don't have to wrestle with the demon and like you know who's stronger and and who's got bigger swords or something. It's, it's just, you know, it's, it's like the kingdom of God is like the, the, you know, NFL football team and the, and the enemy's kingdom is like some five-year-old peewee league guys. And if we just come out of agreement, we command the stuff to go and it leaves. And so, so getting to the bottom of, of where the woundedness is in the person, that's where um, at least, at least where I've seen the, the best results. I mean, I mean, we have all seen results just doing deliverance, but um, I, 
you know, I've seen a lot bigger results in, in, the, in a lot harder cases with actually getting to the roots of, of what the person's dealing with, the woundedness of the person healing that. Um, so I don't know. I hope that makes sense. I hope I'm not just rambling here. Not no. a professional speaker here. <laughs> no, I, I think that was great. And what's interesting is both you and Diane have been doing this together as a team for so long. So Diane, like, how how do you feel like since you guys collaborated on this book, do you feel like it has really kind of strengthened your belief in everything that both you and Matt have been doing? Uh, yeah, definitely. Matt and I, like you said, we kind of worked, we met in a, a group with Praying Medic years and years ago, an inner healing group, and we kind of were on the same page and we kind of just started talking back and forth and experimenting on each other. So we've been kind of like anything we hear, we'll experiment on each other to see if it works. And I think it has strengthened both of our beliefs in what we do and what works and what doesn't work and has given us like new direction. You know, I used to work with people with your inner child and, you know, that type of thing. And this is pretty much the same thing, but it's just realizing that we have more than one inner child. We might have a whole bunch of them, you know, at different times when we were wounded or fragmented or something like that. And as we get them healed up, then whatever brokenness they're carrying is gone. And now you're strengthened in an area where you once were weak. And I think that's so important because there has been, there's been so much, um, like, like Matt was saying, people have been trying to go for this sozo healing and all these different types of healings and they're not getting the results that they think so they think they're doing something wrong they think that god doesn't want to heal them and so we find that all the time so they so they're starting to say well this must be from god that this affliction you know is from god because otherwise it would be healed because i've i've done everything that i can but uh, according to the book that these these places don't necessarily understand who Jesus is, which I thought was a really interesting thing. And I think, Matt, you sort of talk about that, that sometimes these broken parts have never been introduced to Jesus. Um, yeah, am I am I on right now? Yep, you're on. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, I'm, I'm just looking <laughs> at the screen. I'm in a little corner, it's fine. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. A lot of these parts, you know, you know, I find that uh, the the core person or one aspect of the core person—that's a whole other other subject. You get into the core person is actually kind of like three identities, three identities: the functional self, emotional self, guardian self. You know, that's maybe for another book to get more into. But um, but you find that the core person knows Jesus, you know, or, or they probably wouldn't be coming to us for this sort of in-depth healing. Uh, but a lot of these fractured parts, they, they don't know him. I mean, they, they, you know, can be whatever religious persuasion the person was at the time that, that, that trauma happened, or they, they could have taken a totally different path. They could have gotten angry at God and, and gotten into rebellion and said, I'm an atheist now, or I, you know, I'm going to follow this other spirit or something. You know, a lot of times they have, they, uh, these parts, they think they know Jesus. They know a religious Jesus. They know a demon that's that's posing as Jesus. And um, a, a lot of times, it's it's either mean and condemning and shaming. It gives them messages of shame and abuse, and and you're not you're not doing it all perfect, so you don't qualify. 
and they think that's Jesus speaking to them. And so they either come under that or they run away and they want nothing to do with Jesus. Or, you know, it can be a Jesus that just gives promises of healing but never follows through. And that it turns out to be a demon disguised as Jesus. And and so what, what we do a lot is, is uh, or at least is what I do a lot. I, you know, I think Diane has some quicker ways around it. But what I end up doing is, is uh, you know, commanding the, the thing posing as Jesus to be exposed for what it really is and, and asking the part of the person to, to uh, look in the eyes and, and to say and to share what they see in the eyes, what, what emotions, whether there's love, whether it's good things, and you can tell the true nature of whatever's there by the, by the eyes. And, um, and so, you know, we'll end up getting, having them come out of agreement with those, those you know, quote-unquote Jesus is getting rid of them, the mean ones, the false ones, powerless ones, and then, then we get the real Jesus to show up. And uh, he, he just comes in and, and immediately, a, a lot of times, you know, a, a fractured part who's never known Jesus or has only known, uh, you know, a shameful one or something like that, they'll just see Jesus and be like, oh, my God, that, you know, I, I had no idea there was something that, that good, you know, in the universe. I had no idea that love was even possible. And they'll just begin to, their heart will melt, they'll begin to trust. And that's not always the case. Some have more walls up than others, but... Um, you know, they'll just begin to to rapidly receive healing as as they have that personal encounter with the Lord, and and He can walk them through a lot of things. Um, you know, we can we can walk apart through healing just through commands of faith and just through talking with them. But it's it's even more powerful when the Lord when they have that relational experience with the Lord directly, and He just comes in and and just uh, just melts their hearts, melts their defenses. So let me ask, so let me go back to this false Jesus, because that in itself can kind of say, wait a second, there are false Jesus so that the enemy can pretend to be Jesus. And so you have to look into his eyes, which is really interesting, because that's one of the things that when I did see Jesus, the first thing that I wanted to do was to look into his eyes and to see what color they were, because I've always been told that the color of his eyes were so important. So I think it's very interesting that you just said that. Hmm. Yeah, um, I I don't know that I've ever seen the color of Jesus's eyes, but uh, you know, I, I tend to have people look for the you know what emotional um, issues, or what emotional content, what what character traits they kind of get the vibe from coming from his eyes. And uh, and usually uh, usually that works out. Otherwise, you can tell by the fruit. Uh, you know, you can just use authority to have it have it uh, exposed and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, pe- people can get kind of freaked out if you start talking about false Jesuses because now it's like, okay, well, wait a minute, what about my experiences in prayer? Is this really Jesus? And you know, people start getting worried. I mean, the real Jesus would would have us be in rest and have us. You know, he, he shows up in an environment of rest, of expectation, of knowing that even if there is a false thing that comes in, um, he's bigger than that, and, and he's able to sort it out, and, and we have authority over it. And so even if we do get off track, he, he can come in and clean it up real quick. You know, as long as we don't just stay there, as long as we don't, we're not just obstinate and saying, oh, yeah, I'm just going to go with this, this weird encounter that's taken me into stuff that's, you know, horrible fruit. Um, you know, so so it's it's not something to be paranoid about or something to, to you know, everything's a false Jesus now. Oh no, you know, look out for the gold dust, look out for the you know, look out for Bill Johnson. You know, it's it's not it's not like that. It's yeah. 
Well, I'll but, let someone else. Diane has a lot to say. Well, I, she she te- she tends to be very quiet, but she has more to say than I do, honestly. And and she she'll never admit that, but you should let her talk. Oh, I'm de- well. I'm going to definitely give some people some people some time. Um, Seneca Sherbon is actually joining us, so welcome, Seneca. We get to hey. see your beautiful face. So one of the things that you wrote, one of the chapters that you wrote, which was so fun, was I'm not as weird as I think. And I thought that was just, that was so brilliant. I thought that was such a, a brilliant way of, because I think when you, you start to, to to get these these feelings inside of you, you can think like you're kind of weird. Oh, yeah. I was keeping that all under wraps. <laughs> So, so tell me how you started to understand that, that through these fragmented parts that you really are not weird. (laughs) Um, I think it was actually over time, you know, understanding that other people were having the same issues. Um, I knew about fractured parts. Uh, I hadn't actually had encounters with them like I was in dreams until probably the last year or so. So I'm new to this whole thing. So I needed to get some help in writing this book. Okay, so if you if you needed some help, okay, in, in writing this book, you you immediately thought, hey, I, I'm going to get Diane and I'm going to go get Matt because they are experts on it. So, they are. So um yeah. So Diane, so both when when because I think it was Seneca who kind of pulled all this stuff together, correct? She was, um, she was the, uh, um, I'll call it the accelerant to this fire. (laughs) (laughs) That's a nice way of putting it. You like it? Okay. Yeah. So she was the one who started to pour in and say, let's, you know, this needs to be done. So, so these are some of the things that you've had to kind of deal with, you know, Diane, that in, in your practice, especially that you've been dealing with, um, as um, Matt was saying, that you understood this whole false Jesus. So since he kind of brought that up, I'd like to kind of go back to that and see like what your take is on the false Jesus, because to me, that's extremely fascinating. Uh, Sure. Uh, Usually when our fragments, when they're created, they believe how we did at the moment that they were created. So if we don't have any faith in the Lord, they don't. So they're very easily led astray by a false Jesus or some other you know, religious belief. A lot of them could be mad at the Lord, that type of thing. Other times, if, they're, if you're in a location with a lot of occult activity, a false Jesus could be planted in you. Um, ones that are ritually abused consistently have false Jesuses. And you know, it, they're not a big deal. And I, I guess my big thing is, is they are so easy to deal with. They're so easy to get rid of. A lot of times, like Matt said, it's just saying to the part, you know, let's look at this. Let's let the Lord show you what this really looks like because fragments hate to be controlled. They like to think they're in control. And when they see a false Jesus, they realize that's what's been controlling them, and they don't want that anymore. So they're very quick to, you know, break agreement with it. Uh, And then bringing them into agreement with the real Jesus kind of you have to say well you know he's not controlling he's not going to control you he's going to give you a choice you know you could accept healing and then if you don't like it you can give it back to him go back to the old way you know because all that is true god will do whatever you know give them what they want because they do have their own will 
Um, most Jesuses, like I said, they're common, but they're not a big deal. And if you're searching after the truth, then you're going to know it's a false Jesus because they don't give you the truth. They, you know, it's you. It's not scriptural. Uh, it just doesn't make sense. It leads to hurt instead of healing. You know, there's so many ways to tell that the fruit of the Jesus is false. And then there's the ones that instead of having false Jesuses, they might have so much shame and pain that they can't look into the eyes of Jesus. And that's why I love using what Matt does. Now, let's look into his eyes. Let's see. Because if they have shame and guilt and that type of thing, they're not going to be able to look into his eyes. And then we can address that issue. Mm. And I think that's that's also very powerful, too, because, you know, for the longest time, I could see Jesus, but only from the neck down. I could never see him. I could never see his eyes. I could never see his face. And it was until he lifted my chin with his finger to look into his eyes, to see his face. And just to to say, Matt, his eyes, at first I thought they were blue. And then I thought they were green. And then I thought they were blue. And then I look closer and they're actually love. The color of Jesus's eyes are love. Oh, that is so good. So, okay, so um, I was just going to say, you know, Michael King also helped to um, contribute to this book. And one of the the things that he wrote, you know, Michael put, you know, signs that you might have fragments. It's almost like, like a checklist of things that you possibly could see as, oh, my goodness, this is something that I possibly have. So, so Michael, what are some of the things that you see that people can possibly say, oh, yeah, I definitely have, I have a fragment? Well, uh, one, one of the things is, um, I think, inner, inner beliefs that you don't have, but, you, like, you're in a life situation that, I'm trying to think of a good example. So let's say for the sake of argument that you are not prejudiced against people of another race or nationality, but you're walking by somebody very obvious difference in uh, facial uh, but I might have some part that is. Um, and Michael, you seem to be breaking up. That's just a but subconsciously you do. Michael, can you go back and say that again because you're you're kind of breaking up. Uh, the problem is- So Diane, what are some of the signs that you can possibly know that you have um, a, 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 a fragment? What are some of the things that you are some of the warning signs that you can see? Okay. Um- a lot of times we hear that voice inside of us and we think it's the enemy. It's that voice of unbelief or it's that voice that, you know, you're worshiping God and that voice is there going, la-di-da-di-da. You know, that's a sign that you have a fragment. That voice is not the enemy's voice. It's the voice of your fragments. Another thing, um, I know people who, um, for example, I'll give this one example. Uh, this man was in love with this woman faithful to her but he had a fragment that was sleeping around on her and every time it happened he'd be so mad he'd be beating himself up and he's going you know why can't i stop this i don't want to do this and you know a week or so later it would happen again and he just came to me he's like i don't want to do this and every time i do it i get so upset with myself i'm like why it's not your sin it's the fragment sin 
the fragment is the one doing it. The fragment is the one that wants to do it. It's taking control. It's using your body to sin, but it's not your sin because it's not your decision. You're not wanting to do it. You're actually not participating in it. It's the whole fragment that's doing it. So that's another way. If we keep doing something that we just can't get free of, we don't want to. We might beat ourselves up. You know, it's like, gosh, did I do that again? How? Uh, there's even was times when I had one where I like blanked out and dumped a whole cup of coffee in a friend's shopping cart. And I'm like, how did I do that? There's when I was just looking down, how did I dump my coffee? And it was because um, I, you know, when I went in and ministered to myself, I found a fragment that was laughing about it. It thought it was funny that I dumped my cup of coffee in my friend's cart. He thought it thought it was funny that you know all that merchandise was wasted because. You can't get coffee out of new stuff, you know? Uh, yeah, so those are just some of the things. Also, whenever you're thinking one thing and you believe another thing, but inside you have this other belief running alongside of it. Uh, I had one person that if you asked her what her favorite color was, immediately inside her head she'd hear red, blue, yellow, green. Four different colors as her favorite color simultaneously. She didn't think red. Oh, no, 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 well, maybe it's green. No, no. Yeah, I really like yellow. It wasn't like that. It was simultaneous red, yellow, blue, green. Because four fragments were present, and they gave their favorite color, and each one had a favorite color. So those are a few of the ways. Okay. So, you know, so there are different ways that we can kind of figure out that there might be something. I, I think that... Um, when you, when you, like you said, you were hearing like different voices, people will start to think, oh my gosh, I'm hearing voices. I'm, I am crazy. And I think it was actually, um, it was Seneca who brought up during one of her blogs. I think she started to talk about that you can actually have your fragments come into your dreams, which I was like, what? So, so I was like, okay, so, ex so Seneca, explain that. Um, it's pretty easy, and I'm sure it's very common, and everybody's already had this happen. But some of those people that you're interacting with in dreams are actually your fragments. They're pieces of yourself that have been, you know, locked away, and that is your main method of communicating with them. It's an easy method because you're conscious, rational mind is put to sleep for the time being. And, and you know, that's a, a really easy way for them to surface and start to, to communicate with you. Okay, so if you're starting to have dreams where these, these alters, and I, and I think that we can safely say that sometimes the alters not necessarily are demonic, correct because i think that that's really important yeah. to kind of bring up you know right like, so matt like i i think that that there's something that you wanted to add to that correct um yeah I, you know maybe i'm a little bit late i wanted to add the signs that you may have fragments but yeah one, one of them is like you're saying you know you're hearing voices and and thinking it might be demonic but you're trying to say you know get out in the name of jesus and it doesn't leave or maybe it tries to uh tries to be tries to go long and okay i'll be quiet for a while but then pretty soon it comes back up well, well wait a minute you know a, a lot of people don't realize that voice in their head it's not the devil or god you know, a lot of times there, there are many aspects of ourself that can be speaking many facets of our own heart that can be speaking so we can hear all these all these different thoughts it doesn't mean we're crazy you know it, it's um the the world has 
they just have no grid for the spiritual realm a lot of times. They have no grid for the deeper things of even our own soul a lot of times. And so people say, oh, that means you're crazy if you're hearing voices, seeing visions. That means you're crazy if you're in touch with different aspects of your heart, if there's different different identities in there. No, that doesn't mean you're crazy. That just means you're more in touch with what's going on inside than the average person because the pressure that gets put on us is just to survive, just to shut down our emotions, shut down our spiritual capacities, shut down our hearts, and just, you know, just just protect ourselves, just, just become new. Just, just try to take control, get what we want. But we come into this walk with the Lord and, and we end up, um, you know, we, we surrender. We open our heart. We learn to let our hearts come alive again in, in the presence of love. And, and we find a safe place with, with God and we begin to are from the inside. And, and that begins the safe place hurts to come to the surface. And start feeling like, oh no, I'm going now. I'm feeling like pain. I'm aware of of things I would have wanted to admit before, but actually, it's it's just you know we're becoming and uh, are you know touched with with who we are in Christ or anything like that. It, it we're applying who we are in Christ to this um, you know the outward vessel. And we're walking through this process of transforming the on the practical level. So, um, can 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 you guys hear me? Am, am yeah, I... there's a lot of there's just a lot of reverb, which we're we're actually having we're having a storm here in New Jersey. So, yeah, shocking on that, right? <laughs> but um, I think what okay. you're I think some of the things okay. that that you're bringing up, Matt, are so important. So, um, I'm just going to. Um, bring in Diane again because I think that um, both of you have um, have such such a unique way of of like dealing with these things and I think together which I think is so cool is that you guys are doing this together and you kind of you kind of um, bounce off of each other correct occasionally we'll do a tag team where we'll both minister to someone um, we don't do that all the time we both have our own clients and do a lot of appointments on her own. But every now and then, uh, we'll find someone that we feel like we need the other one's help with. And so we'll tag team and jump off of each other. And that's a lot of fun. I'm sure it is. I'm sure that's a lot of fun because there's something that, that happens when you have like-minded individuals together. They, they start to feed off of each other. And what happens, what I've noticed, is that your spirit kind of hooks up and, and it, it actually, everything starts to increase. It's like if there's prophecy, everybody's, the prophetic is flowing better. And if there's discernment, the discernment is better. And I'm sure if, there, if there's deliverance, I'm sure the deliverance is stronger as well. <laughs> Yes, I think so too. I think uh, I think we check. We kind of like we not only jump off of each other, you know, kind of like going deeper and deeper. But it's almost like when one goes somewhere, then the other one wants to go there too because we're both. We like to be out there, you know. We like to be at the head. We want to try everything new and whatever God has. So it's like that's one of the reasons why we used to experiment on each other because if something worked, then we both wanted to do it. Mm. Well, that, and that I think is kind of a, a cool thing to to understand, you know, is that like sometimes sometimes if something doesn't work or if something isn't working or if something isn't getting that breakthrough, that you can kind of pull somebody somebody else's 
you know, what they're seeing and what their, what their knowledge is. Because I, I think that um, that's kind of where we're heading. So um, Karen Robbins Arias writes, and she says, how do you know if a fragment, it's a fragment or God's voice speaking? So that's, that's for anybody who might have an answer. So we do have some questions. If you guys have questions, make sure that you write them because the, the thing about this book is it, it's brought up a lot of questions. It brought, it's brought up a lot of conversation. And I think that's something that needs to be said. I mean, there hasn't really been a book like this so it's important to talk about it to to get this stuff out you know it says that my people perish for lack of knowledge you know so there is there is such wisdom in what you guys have what you guys do and what you have discovered through the holy spirit that that this is what what you can do what people should be doing because it's sometimes we are are so demon focused that we forget that there are hurts and wounds that necessarily just need healing that need to be addressed it's sort of like if you have um um you know i was gonna say a broken leg i'm sorry (laughs) but but if you if you have something that's broken in you and you you decide that you're just going to use a splint but it's much more serious than that that it needs to be addressed i think that's that's where this stuff kind of comes in is it's starting to address those those deeper issues correct and either one of you can answer so matt do you have anything and <laughs> Uh, actually, you're full screen, so I thought you were up. <laughs> well, actually, now you both. Oh, really? Yeah. Matt, you, you can definitely. <laughs> well, I, I feel like this is a question for you, Diane, unless you'd rather pass it off. You can't hear him? Okay. I can't, couldn't hear you, so I didn't know what was going on. So, Diane, you can go ahead and you can answer that because Matt feels that you're more of an expert on this particular question. I think he's just passing Absolutely the buck. Not. I think he's just passing on it. But uh, a fragment's voice is going to sound like your voice. And a lot of times God's voice sounds like that. But you look at the fruit. You know, if it's God's voice, it's going to be in his character, in his nature. It's going to agree with the word of God. It's, you know, it's very easy to tell if it's God's voice or fragment's voice. Fragments very seldom agree with God. If they agreed with God, they'd be healed. You know, so... You're going to, a fragment's going to tell you that something's not true. It's going to believe a lie. It's going to, you know, tell you that you're worthless. Tell you that, you know, you're no good. That's what you're going to hear a fragment saying. You're going to hear a fragment saying that, uh, well, God's not true. You know, I don't even think that you, I, they, I imagine, I have not run into where one tried to pretend it was God. I've run into demons, you know, and false Jesuses that have done that. But I've never run into a fragment. Because you look at the whole nature of a fragment. A fragment is a picture of you at a certain age believing the way you believed then. Or it turned away and walked from God because it got mad at God. So it's not going to pretend to be God. It's going to be more that voice inside of unbelief. That voice inside that's giving you a hard time. Sometimes because they carried your pain. You know, if you were molested and you had a number of fragments developed, and so you don't remember being molested, as many women don't, you have no memory of it whatsoever, these fragments carried that for you. They carried the pain. They carried the memory. They carried the fear. 
they carried uh, yeah, like the hurt. You know, a lot of times uh, the fragment will be bleeding or something because of, you know, when a young child is, is uh, penetrated, there's a lot of blood. Uh, a lot of times these ones have been taken to the hospital. They have no memory of it, but the fragment remembers it. And they might be mad at you, at the host, because they carried this for you, and you're not even grateful. You know, they let, you were allowed to go on and live your life. They were stuck in the abuse, carrying this every day since it happened. So here it is, 40 years later, they're still carrying it, and you're living your life, having fun, going and worshiping God, and they're still stuck in that pain. So, you know, I always make it a point when I start ministering to fragments to thank them. To me, they're like Jesus. They sacrificed their life. They gave up their, you know, I mean, they're, they were created by God. God gave us this ability. They have a purpose. They have a job to do. And they gave it all up to carry your pain. So we need to thank them and to be grateful. And no, you do not have to remember your abuse to be healed. That's one of the reasons why I do a lot of it in the spirit realm. Because many people will fight the memory. They don't want it. And a lot of times the fragments won't release it. Because they know how hurt you would be, how shocked, the trauma. They're there to protect you. So they're not going to make you remember it in order for healing to come. If you can connect them directly with Jesus, then you don't have to remember the memory. So Seneca, one of the things that, that, that you wrote in the book is you wrote that you need to maintain appropriate boundaries. So what does that necessarily mean? <laughs> Um, that is uh, an, a deep issue between an inner healer and the client that they're seeing. Sometimes, you know, there's just so much emotion that we pick up and also that we share with our clients and very close relationships can develop. And if you're going through these deep places with somebody, it becomes very intimate. Okay, so so if there's something that you need to be concerned about, because I think that any any type there's any any time there is a um, a transference of um, intimacy, whether it's with with um, with praying with someone or just helping to break them out of something, it it there is an exchange of feelings, and it's almost like you you can start to. I guess, give that person that credit. So is that kind of what you're talking yeah. about as opposed to giving it to, to the Lord, to the Holy Spirit? Yeah. Well, and not just um, you giving or taking the credit, but them giving it to you because you can do everything right. And, you know, some of this is on the, the person as well. So it's, it's a tricky place to navigate. And what I have the only thing that I've found to do is to refer them other places so that I'm not their sole source and spacing out my appointments a little better. Mm. Well, and that makes that makes sense because you're trying to protect yourself too. Yeah. Because now somebody actually brought something up to me, which I thought was really interesting that sometimes when, when you're in a place of ministering and may, maybe Matt, this is a question that you can can kind of pull but somebody can actually through like being with you they can actually start pulling stuff off of you is that is that correct does that make sense that they can that they can stuff off of you well that they that they can pull on your that they can pull on your anointing that they can illegally access things from you because i i have heard through different um Go ahead. Okay. 
So is that a, is that? Okay, I, I, um, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I heard everything you said, but I, I think you're talking about someone illegally, you know, tapping into your, thing like that. Yes, correct. Um, I personally, I worry about very much of that. I just, um, I'll just, yeah. I'll just, I mean, I, I just believe that Jesus is bigger than any of that. And if we invite him into the situation and we, we let him bring especially the person's honest. I mean, if you have somebody who's coming to you and then, uh, then, then things can be going and, and not be discovered for a while. But if somebody is honest, hey, I, I want help, but, but I'm struggling with, with, you know, trying to get attached, trying to, you know, they're really showing signs. Maybe you confront them about it, say, hey, you know, I'm not your answer. You, know, you can't just you can't be calling me for prayer every five minutes or every day, you know, you, you got to know how to have your own relationship with them. You got to get your needs met with him. I mean, you might have that conversation with them. As, as long as they're honest, I mean, it's, it's really, not, you know, like, like I've seen that turned around and I'm paranoid about, Oh, someone's going to, I'm going to get a demon that, you know, they're going to steal my, um, real. I mean, there is a little bit you know, wrong attachments are real. And we bring the Lord and heal the roots of that. Matt, you're breaking. You're breaking. You know, you're breaking. I just have to okay. You're breaking up a little bit. So, Diane, can you just kind of piggyback on what I he agree. was saying? I think we, okay, so I'm back. I guess we're having some problems. Okay. okay. That's yeah. fine. That's fine. Um, like I said, Matt made some really great points, and I agree with what he said. Uh, but I, over time, I believe God has helped me to build up a wall, you know, to keep that out. But I do allow fragments to come and visit with me because sometimes they're coming to get healing. Or in one case, I was going to a person's house and they visited me on the trip down. She lived about 70 miles away. And they said, don't come today. We're not going to let you have anything to do with her. Oh. And when I, you know, But I went ahead and went there. And when it, she opened the door, she looked at me. And she's like, I don't think you're going to get anywhere today. <laughs> because that's, you know, they gave her the same message. Uh, but we still did. It was hard. It was very hard. But we did get a little bit of ground that day. And I had another time where they came. I was talking with someone. And I, I found out where to go, but I allowed her to talk because she didn't have very many friends. And I felt she just needed to unload some stuff. Next thing I do, I look up, and three of her fragments are in my room with me. And they're like, we let prayer now. Can you stop talking to her and get us healed? You know? So I'm like, okay, we have to stop talking. Yeah. And even this week, I was um, ministering to someone, and there was a fly in the house. So I was trying to kill you so it seems like we're having some connection issues. Can you guys still hear me? So I'm just trying to figure out if you can hear me because we're having some issues. I'm going to try to bring Diane back in and Okay, Diane, I think you're back, but we're we're having okay. some we're having some crashing issues. <laughs> but that's that's just because what we're talking about is important. What we're doing and what we're we're giving light to. There, you know, there's thing. There are things out there that just 
doesn't want this stuff to be revealed because once it gets revealed, that's that's it. I mean, Seneca, Seneca, you're shaking your head. <laughs> whole book yeah. has been a fight <laughs> from start to finish, <laughs> right? And I think we're still in it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because we're trying to do this and we're we're trying to get this, and it's crashed like twice, and we're still. <laughs> We're, we're still trying to get like the meat out of it because there is so much yeah. meat. And I think it's in, it's really, it, it's important to talk about the, the basis that everything that you guys are doing is based in Jesus Christ, that it's based with the help of the yeah. Holy Spirit, that you're not off doing some you know, some new age where you're attaching yourself to some sort of umbilical cord of some sort of a spirit that this is right. That this is founded in, in Christ Jesus. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. when, when he, when Jesus went to the demoniac, he said, you know, what is your name? And he said that we are legion because we are many. And I think that even though that person was completely possessed, there were things that that gentleman did that were outside of his normal, that these things actually took over, that they actually manifested in such ways that he couldn't even control them. And I feel that that, that sometimes is like, um, you know, the fact that he would cut himself that there were parts of him that were probably wounded, that there were parts of him that this stuff somehow got in. So, and I, I feel like that's so important because there, there are people who are walking around who are wounded and hurt and they don't know how to get free. Well, it goes hand in hand, I think, with the demonic. You know, one enables the other. So you can't have just inner healing and you can't have just deliverance because that doesn't work. Right. And so what happens is that, you know, you go for these, you know, you go to Sousa and soaking and all these other things and you're not getting, you're not getting that stuff. You're not getting it removed, correct? To some extent, probably, but you know, there is no method that's a hundred percent. So have you guys run across like different people that you've tried to help that it, it wasn't an altar, it wasn't a fragment, it just was, you just didn't know what it was and you just couldn't get that person free? Does that Yeah. Mean, yeah. Diane, you're shaking, you can speak. <laughs> oh, I didn't know if I was on or not. <laughs> you are on, yeah, yeah. Okay. So. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. I don't think we're, you know, this is a huge breakthrough. This is uh, ease of ministry. You know, it's so much easier to get people free. It's not so labor intensive on either part. But there are still ones that we just can't get free, that we just don't have the revelation yet. But it's coming. I mean, you know, I was, I've was i been doing this for 20 years. 20 years ago, this what the stuff I do now, it would have been heresy. You know, but God's constantly revealing. He's constantly taking us deeper. He's taking us further because it's his heart to see us set free. So the ones that we might not be able to get set free now, give us another couple of years. Mm. Well, you know, and I think that's the thing. Yeah. That's as we... As we start to advance, look, when people first started to heal people with laying on of hands, you know, they started out in little ways, but then they started to understand, oh, wait a second, 
this is what we have to do. Oh, okay, let me understand this. Now I have to do this. Like as the the understanding of the gift became more like available for everybody and there were books written and there were training videos, you know, then people felt assured that they can go out and do it. And I feel that that's going to be the same thing with this. This is going to be something that everybody's going to be able to do. Yeah, I was very frustrated that there wasn't any information like this out there. And that's basically how I wrote my Flower Power book, too, is just, oh, I wrote the book that I wished I had. So, you know, I always write to learn. And I couldn't have picked better people. Actually, I'm pretty sure God picked these people that I collaborated with. Because once I had decided that this was needed, um, all of a sudden, everybody just showed up. Mm, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, that I read the last person to show up was Michael <laughs> King, who has joined us. Hello. Can you hear me, Woo! Lisa? Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Just so you know, I, you're the only one I can hear. I can't hear anybody else. Okay. I'm trying to do that multiple ways. So if anybody else says anything, I'm just letting you know I, now I can't hear it, and I'm not sure what's going on. Okay. I downloaded the app like five minutes ago on my phone to see if I could make this work because my laptop is not. Okay. Well, this is definitely working, so so you're in good shape. But um, So cool. you were the last person who was asked to join this venture, correct? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Okay. And did, uh, did they already tell you how that happened? No. See, we've saved the best for last. (laughs) (laughs) So Seneca and I were talking, um, and I don't remember exactly how it came up, but I said something, we were talking, I think, and, and she can, she can confirm, but we were talking about, I think some essences we were looking at doing. Is that correct, Seneca? I can't even remember. Is she even up? Oh, yeah, she's, she's talking yeah. right now. Oh, I can hear <laughs> you now. This is amazing. Oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember what we were talking about, but you were half asleep through it, which was funny <laughs> when you all of a sudden you got a thought. <laughs> so, okay, go and ahead. Then I would, so, I, I, so however this went, I think it must have been, I'm guessing it was in the morning, because for those of you who don't know, I'm a night shift yeah. nurse. So I work at night. I sleep during the day 50% of the week. So my guess is it was after work, I was half asleep, getting ready to go to sleep. And I ended up saying, hey, like we should, we should write a book about this. And then Seneca said something effective. It's funny you should mention that because um, I'm already doing that. And uh, we actually are looking for a sixth person. We just are supposed to be a sixth person involved. There's five of us. Would you want to join? And I'm, well, um, I don't know that I should even need to think about this because... Clearly, I'm I'm uh, on target with whatever we should be doing. So yeah, so okay, I joined in and 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 it's been it's been awesome. It's been it was yeah, it's been pretty awesome. And it's and it's a beautiful collaboration because I think everybody's had their their point. They've they've been able to share. Um, I'm trying to get Matt back because we kind of lost him in the in the shuffle. But um, what there was um, what I started to ask you, Michael, before you kind of disappeared (laughs) um for the better part of 45 minutes yeah pretty much um (laughs) but it was uh the transfer agreement what is that what is a transfer agreement and and what what does that have to do with altars and fragments so it doesn't it doesn't relate directly to fragments and altars really it has more to do with the whole process of inner healing deliverance um and this is something that i came across um 
gosh, this would have been like almost 15 years ago when I was first starting to learn about inner healing, deliverance, the prophetic, you know, visions, dreams, all of this kind of stuff. Um, I started, actually it started because I wanted inner healing deliverance myself. So I went and filled out this form at the church I was at at the time and said, hey, you know, you guys offer this prayer ministry. I'd really like to um, have some of it. And they said, okay, so fill out this form, which I did. And they gave it to whomever they gave it to. Uh, and I was, I was assisting on the campus ministry staff at the time. So um, I just talked to the campus pastor I was working with and he's like, hey, yeah, we got your stuff. And um, I said, okay, well, who's going to be working with me? So he named a person we all knew and uh, basically nothing happened. So for like the course of six months, it took me to proceed to get nowhere with this. So I finally just read a book by Derek Prince, They Shall Expel Demons, started doing deliverance on myself. Um, started reading more on the subject and just taking care of doing whatever I could to myself for myself because I'm like, literally, I cannot depend on anybody else, apparently. And as time went on, God connected me with a pastor from a different church who had a lot of experience doing inner healing and deliverance. So I basically, God helped me take myself as far as I could go. And then at that point, I was then talking to this guy. Um, and mostly, I just was able to ask him questions because without doing sessions of inner healing and deliverance on myself or somebody else, it was really, there was a limit as to what else you could do other than just answer questions I had. And I asked him, I said, you know, is it possible to, um, like, if, if it's an agreement issue, and I'm sure Matt kind of covered it earlier, like, a lot of, a lot of the issue with, with demonic resistance is there's something in yourself where the enemy basically you're creating access in the spirit for the enemy. Not that you're act actively saying, yes, please come in necessarily, but there's something about your choices, your beliefs, uh, the inner hurts that you have that um, the enemy uses as an access point. So when, when you want to do inner healing of any kind, you have to remove their, the easiest way to do it is to remove their access, which then allows you to get rid of the demons easily because it's like, um, it's like if somebody's climbing a rock wall and you take all the handholds away, they're going to fall off. And that's basically what you're doing is you're just removing all the handholds so they literally have to come out. Um, so the whole thing about transfer agreements is the idea is that um, you say, okay, I'm, I'm one of the deliverance ministers and I, my conscious will is that I'm not going to keep these demons because I disagree with being demonically oppressed. So I'm going to choose, we're going to send the demon into me, I'm going to accept it willingly to get the other person free. We get the other person free and then we cast it out of me. Um, and so that was an idea I came up with at the time. And he was like, yeah, you're not the only person who's ever come up with that. And it doesn't work because people get demonized. You're, because you're literally willingly basically setting up a contract with these demons. And that's always going to end poorly. So, um, so I mean, that's kind of what that came out but Matt was writing a lot about because even the, when you're dealing with fragments like everything everything is so inner interconnected it's not like oh we're just dealing with these parts we're just dealing with hurt hurts in our hearts we're, it's never just dealing with one thing it's all a big mix together so at the point in time you start talking about dealing with demons um, then and then you start having specs and transfers things that came up in conversation when we were talking about what to include in the book so matt 
So, so you, so you guys were kind of trying to figure out what were some of the different topics, and I think one of the the interesting things is you kind of do an explanation about uh, guardians and protectors because is is that something that kind of sometimes will block you from even seeing like these different fragments or parts, or is that something that that just they control that that part that broken part of the person? Oh yeah, it's um, it's all it's all about just survival. It's uh, when we we go through trauma, and um, and we have to have some way of uh, of managing that trauma, that deep trauma that's in us. You know, let's say someone got molested, you can't walk around in your life um, living in the memory of being molested and and be able to go to work and be able to you know, do all, all your responsible adult tasks and, and all that, you know, you can't navigate everyday situations if you're, if you're stuck in trauma. So, uh, so there's parts, there's parts that tend to carry the trauma and there's parts that protect those areas um, from further abuse. You know, God, God created us all with a guardian aspect of ourself. This was something that I, I saw in a vision actually before I was really even walking with the Lord. I, I had this experience when I was, uh, when I was a preteen, I put this in the book, um, where I was just mowing the lawn and I saw myself as three different identities. I saw a performer who at, you know, at that age, preteen, was all about trying to be all super cool and, and have all the funny things to say and, and everything that, that a preteen needs to do to quote unquote succeed in, in their world. Um, and then I had this part that was like a guardian, like a, a warrior that's gonna protect and, and just, just hardcore. Then there was a part of me that was very wounded that I didn't even wanna face the, the types of wounds he was carrying. That was the emotional stuff. Well, what, what we find and what um, a number of ministries are, are finding, you can look at a ministry called HeartSync that really specializes in this area is is and teaches extensively on it. Uh, what we're finding is that people have these three different sort of, uh, um, you know, different, different, uh, different core identities and sort of systems within themselves, the functional side, the guardian side, and the emotional side. What the guardian side does is it basically protects you. It's, it's about managing who to trust, discerning who's safe, who's not, when should you put up boundaries, how should you, how should you go about that, and, and there's a healthy side of that. I mean, that, that is, it is healthy to have a guardian aspect of self to, to say, okay, I'm going to trust this person this much, I'm going to put up boundaries here, you know, I, I'm going to let these people in this much and, and all that. But then then when trauma comes in and the guardian aspects of self and the fractured parts playing that role take control and and uh, when they don't know the Lord and they're just using whatever type of tools that they, they have, um, you know, at an immature stage and they get stuck there, they end up, you know, overdoing it and, and they end up, you know, lashing out at people and, and maintaining hatred and, Thinking that you know, if I just if I just really hate this certain type of people, then that's going to protect me from ever being abused again. It doesn't really work that way because what happens is that that hatred locks in the pain, and and uh, and then you're not healed. So the woundedness is there, and someone comes who's the same type of person, and they attack you, and all it does it triggers that old woundedness because it's not being healed, and then you're even more vulnerable. You know, so so the the guardian self, all these different you know, sort of tactics it has to uh, to protect the wounded aspect of self. The guardian self, it can it can have the hatred. It can it can suppress everything, deny everything, reason it all away. It can it can block it out of your consciousness. It can come up with distractions. 
And basically what you want to do is, is you've, you've got to, um, you got to bind up the enemy. The enemy gets involved in this heavily and he starts controlling the guardian aspect of self and using it to fight against healing and fight against anybody who wants to bring healing. And so you've got to bind up the enemy and, and, you know, command the enemy to be revealed for what he is to the guardian aspect of self. And then pretty soon the, the, the guardian aspect of self or the guardian parts, they start, Hey, wait a minute. I don't, I don't want that controlling me. That, that, that's a demon, you know, that's, I don't want that, you know, I, I don't want to be controlled by anybody, especially not that, right? So you get the permission to remove it, you remove it, and and then you can bring the Lord in, and, and you can get the permission to have the hatred removed. We, we supernaturally remove the hatred. You, Jesus Jesus died to take away our sins. He didn't just die to, to you know, quote-unquote, forgive us, but to actually deliver us to take away our sins. So what the Lord will do is he'll remove the hatred. He'll remove the shame. He'll remove the hurts. And all, all those parts just have to give him permission and we can do that with a command of faith, or we can invite the Lord to come in and do that himself. But he comes in and does that. And and I, I know I've been talking for a while, but I, I want to answer a question that Susan brought up. She she asked, what do you do if, um, if you've got parts that are really in pain, and it seems like you can't get to them because it's just too much pain? There, there's some different things that, I, that I've learned and found effective with person after person. Is um, Number one, you can put up barriers between that part. And, and you can, um, and, and, and the core person, so that the core person only feels a certain amount of the pain. They don't feel, you know, so the part can still, can still share what, what they're feeling and what they're saying, but, the, but you don't need to be overwhelmed by their pain. And then what I, what I found effective is, is that, you know, you can come in, you can command the pain to leave, but it kind of leaves a lot of times, might get more acute as it's leaving. So what, what I've been doing is, is commanding the part to go to sleep and have the pain removed while they're sleeping. And and the Lord, you know, the Lord can do that. Jesus can come put them to sleep, or I can just make that command and they'll just go to sleep and the pain will leave them. They'll wake up a few seconds later and the pain's gone. He can remove the hatred, he can remove the demons, he can remove the shame, just while that part's sleeping and the person doesn't need to feel any pain. And that, that can be a big deal because there's a lot of people, well, I shouldn't say a lot. There are some people who are very sensitive you know, they might be feelers and they really, you know, feel all the emotions, of these parts and all the stuff comes back to them. And, and it just, it's overwhelming. So they just can't do this sort of thing unless you put those parts to sleep or find some way to, to get it done without them having to feel the emotions. Well, what's, what's very interesting about what you just said, Matt, is that Diane has actually, she was on a broadcast earlier in the month, and she actually talked about how she's able to go in and she's able to see, and she's able to see some of these fragmented parts, and she just brings Jesus in, and she just is able just to navigate right to the place. It's almost like the, the Holy Spirit is like her... Um, like her detector her fragment detector and it's like beep 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 beep, beep. and she just kind of goes in and she's able to to go in and what one of the things that she said on my broadcast is that she had somebody who had said that their hus their husband was having a lot of emotional problems and that she said could you could you do something for him? And she did not have to pray for him or ask his permission, but she was able with Jesus just to go into those broken places, heal those broken fragments. And he actually, she said that her husband was different afterwards. Correct, Diane? That's correct. So, so what are some of the things, because like Matt is saying that, that he, you know, one of the things about putting to sleep, but then what is this that you can actually just, is that also like kind of going to sleep that, that you don't need to participate with the person and just kind of come in? Uh, 
Yeah, it's not so much like going to sleep. That's that's great. I've never heard that before, and it would definitely work. One of the things, you know, we need a lot of tools in our tool belt because not just one thing works. Uh, but what you're talking about is going in the spirit realm. I just travel in the spirit, find the parts that we're working with, and just bring healing to them. And most of the time, the person does connect with the part. Only I do, which means whatever memory, whatever pain, you know, whatever the fragment is carrying, the person doesn't feel. And again, like, you know, we talked about, I've done that with husbands or children and, you know, going there in the spirit to the, the, if the, they have their own, the fragments have their own will. So if they're agreeing to work with me, it doesn't matter that the person isn't because the part has its own will. So, you know, they want, they're tired. They've been doing this for a lot of years. They're tired. They're worn out. They're in pain all the time or they're carrying a horrendous memory. So it's very seldom you know, that you don't get them healed up. Usually when you answer their questions, when you discuss, you know, because they're mad at Jesus, then you ask the Lord, why didn't you do what they wanted you to do? Let him answer, you know, and different every time. Um, but, you know, once that's done, they usually do come into a place of healing. And it's, you know, it's pretty cool. I mean, we even had uh, one person that we prayed with, Matt and I actually did this together. She had a three-year-old daughter that would have terrible dreams and then wake up in a dissociated state. And we prayed and dealt with the fragments that were allowing the dreams. And she told us later that since we prayed, you know, months later, she said that that has never happened again, where she woke up in that dissociated state. Uh, state. So it's, it's kind of cool to see that um, even now. I've been noticing I've started getting um, like a main part healed and then sending it in to heal the rest. And that's been working too. And so that was really cool to get a main part healed that can go in and knows what the system looks like, knows who needs healing, knows what's going on. And, you know, and I just trained that part to do it. So, you know, I've had the person come back and say, you know, this happened this week. And, and I would be like, well, the lie is this. She's just like, yeah, I know. Yep, no pain there, nothing. She's completely healed. She knew what the lie was because this main uh, part of her uh, was able to bring healing to it. Which, you know how much quicker it's going to make healing when we can have other parts evangelizing and healing? You know, that means it can go on continuously. They don't have to wait for their next appointment. Well, you know, the other thing that I wanted to kind of talk to Seneca about, because one of the things that she does is she actually does it with the flower essence and she does it with um, with frequencies because all flowers, because Seneca has been on my show. And so she's talked about the frequencies that flowers carry. And so so is this something that also you have used to help people to to change the frequencies to kind of help some of those altars kind of heal because I think Seneca if I'm not mistaken you actually the reason that this all kind of came together is you actually did a flower essence for dissociative disorder or DID right dissociative identity disorder well yeah I did the fragment finder so oh, that's fragment finder. Mm -hmm. very low level you know average Joe Chama on a, on up sorry but the cool thing about flower essences is, you know, however many parts you have, whatever flower essence you take, they're all going to feel it. They're all going to benefit from it. So it, all of the barriers just get completely demolished with flower essences, which is a very cool thing. 
So, so that's something. So if, if you start to, to take the flower essences, you're basically going to help your fragments kind of get back in tune. Is that basically how that works? There, there's so many different ranges. Um, the fragment finder, we find that some of it does happen just spontaneously. There's, there's healing and there's integration that just happens. Most of the time it's going to come up to your attention and you're going to have to deal with it through the techniques in this book, which is why I wanted the book so badly. I didn't want to just throw fragment finder out there to the wild to anybody who had no idea what they were doing with it. But um, most of the time, the way I work with essences is I will get a picture of what's going on with a person and then create a blend with the different essences that will address all of the different fragments or at least the main ones that are having a problem at the time. Okay. So if, if somebody's having an issue, like, is this something that is by, by taking the essences, is this going to be, would it be like the beginning to finding or to bringing the fragments back together, making, bringing back to make it a whole piece basically? Could be. Okay. So. Yeah, and and I think that with all of us, our focus hasn't been really on integration. I don't want to speak for everybody, but, you know, like they were saying before, having the parts not integrated, but going out and evangelizing and healing your other parts is a wonderful thing. <laughs> it just goes so much quicker and uh, so much easier for you, for everybody. It's It's super awesome. Well, and I think that's something that, like, Michael, you've been kind of, you know, you just did um, a Facebook Live or you did a video yesterday that was really kind of talking about identifying fragments and to come into this place where you you can start to see, like, what like what is it that needs to be healed. And I love the fact that, that you could evangelize your fragments to go and evangelize the rest of the broken pieces. Yeah. That's like, that's like a win-win. That's almost like having a piece of gum and it just picks up all, or, or like tape, you take tape and you roll it up in a little ball and it picks up all the little teeny tiny pieces, like on, you know, on a piece of fabric and it picks up all the little pieces that are, are left behind. That's kind of what I'm seeing because <laughs> I'm such a visual, but that's only how way back. Only way better. Exactly. It's like, it's like so much better. <laughs> so, um, so Michael, like one of the things that, because this is something that, that you has been, especially being a nurse, you see people who come in with different types of, uh, traumas and different types of, um, hurts and wounds. And so being in a medical field, do you, could you, can you spot somebody who has, um, like DID or, or is suffering from any type of, um, you know, inner trauma? So Matt, um, we'll, we'll, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Now we can hear you. Nope. Can't hear you. Uh, so Matt, we're going to go back to you. Oh boy. <laughs> um, so, like, what it, what was your, because Seneca was saying. Lisa, can you hear me? Yes, now I can hear you. Yes. Did you hear my question, Michael? Yeah, you were at, I heard everything you're saying. It's just you can't hear me. Okay, now I can hear you, so don't touch anything. Okay, I'm, no, I'm not touching anything. It's um, basically, I, I really don't get the, that is always in the back of my head when I'm working with patients who have weird psych issues, and. Honestly, we get a lot of patients that have 
kind of weird. Oh, we've lost Michael again. So, um, so let me ask you, Matt, like one of the things that Seneca was saying is she said, up, okay. oh, I hold on, hold that thought, Michael, we'll, we'll get you back. So one of the things that, that Seneca was saying is that your purpose for writing this book is to bring attention to it, but it wasn't necessarily to, to combine or to bring back all the fragments to make, to make everything whole. Is that correct? Well, I, I think it depends who you ask. I mean, I, um, I believe the Lord does want everybody to become whole. I mean, he did pray, uh, you know, in John 17, for instance, I, you know, I pray that they may become one father as you are, you and I are one. And, um, you know, where these areas have been traumatized, they've been split. Um, you know, the Lord doesn't force us to do anything against our will. You know, he, if somebody's uh, not comfortable with becoming fully integrated, he's not going to, you know, you know, darn it, you, you know, you, you better get integrated right now or I'm, I'll smack you around. You know, that's, that's not, that's not the way the Lord treats them. Um, but, but what I have found is that when people take that step of being integrated, that uh, it, it relieves a, a major amount of stress and it, it, re it brings freedom. It brings physical healing in many cases. Um, you know, it's it, it is a positive step to get those parts integrated it does bring a more complete healing but i think what's more important than just going after integration is healing the issues because the the tendency that we have as people we, we want to get it all done right now real fast and just get them integrated but if you don't heal all the issues that that part has before they're integrated you're, you're integrating the hurts you're integrating the woundedness back into yourself and that's not necessarily helpful so uh, what, what I emphasize is that, uh, you know, we get the issues healed. We let the Lord work on the woundedness, get rid of the, the demonization, get, get, you know, truth in there. A lot of times there's a type A wounds, which can be a lack of affection, a lack of, of emotional needs being met. So the Lord needs to come in and build a relationship with that part. That might take time. You might, you know, I've seen him just take some time to just play with some child parts because that person never, never got to have a childhood. So the Lord will take them to like a, a you know, a, a playground or, or some type of beach or some someplace that is their favorite place. And the Lord will just, just love on them and, and play with them and, and meet those emotional needs that were never met. And, um, you, you know, so, so the, there's a lot of things that it's good to let the Lord do a finit, do a complete work in, in that part, in all these parts before you just integrate them. Uh, but but for my case, I, I do like to see full integration. Well, and I think that's I think that's Jesus's heart. I think he wants to. And, and what's, it was interesting because like when I, I had some little bit of a, a trauma, which is so funny because as I started to share my experience with Diane, when Diane was on my show, um, and I said that after the show, I shared with her that I, I had this trauma from seeing The Exorcist, the movie The Exorcist as a young child. And it scared, it scared me so bad. And I started to share some of this stuff and how it affected me. How that, um, when I would think about it, it would scare me so much that at points when I was like 20 something years old and I was crying. And so as soon as I shared it with Diane, she's like, um, you know what, I'll just go get it. And so she just like, she just went right in and she went and she found it. But what was really cool about it, what was this, and this is what I wanted to kind of share 
was that um, what what I saw in my spirit is I actually saw what she saw. But the next day, the next day, I tried to remember that movie and I barely, I really had to force myself to think about it. And now it's been, what, like three or four weeks later. And it's very hard for me to remember it. I can't remember it. And I thought it was so beautiful that, that she said that she was taking that part. Cause it was a young girl, like probably like five or six years old, who was so petrified. But as soon as she saw Jesus, she ran to Jesus. And, um, and I said, well, it, it, is, that, is he going to just pull that back? And she said, no. She says, he is going to help her to grow back up into your current age before you can be integrated. Because there's been stuff that you missed, that there's been stuff that, that you haven't been taught. So he's going to kind of get you up to speed before that integration happens. But what's, but so I think what you're saying, like, and, and I think this kind of ties together that it's, it, God wants us to be whole, but it, there are some things that take some time. That they're that that just like you know when you go through um, a surgery you have to you, you go into like post-op and then uh, I'm talking Michael's language right now but you go into all these different places that you in order to recover like you just don't go right into the recovery room you have to go into different stages and I kind of feel that's that's what kind of happens when when these fragments are addressed and dealt with but more importantly when they meet Jesus, they can start that healing process. Does, does anybody have anything to chime in on that? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. You know, and it says in the word that he's faithful to complete it. And not all fragments need to go through that. Some of them will integrate spontaneously. But whatever. It's one of those words I'm having trouble saying tonight. But other times they do need to spend that time with Jesus. They do need to grow up. You know, there might be another age that they're connected to that needs healing. There's a lot of different issues, but he's always faithful to complete it. We know he does. And I never worry about integration. To me, that's not a big deal. I'll let that in God's hand. He'll do it when it's time. Mm. See, and I, and I think that's I think that's so cool that, that, that you guys are, have, you all have picked up this ball to play a game. And you guys are not afraid to throw the ball to each other. Because you all know that you have the same goal. To get that ball, it's like playing football. It's to get that ball over the end zone. That's, that's your idea. It's like, we're just going to take this ball. We're going to pass it to each other. We're going to get to a certain place. That person's going to pass it because our goal is to get it basically to Jesus and get it to the end zone, to get it, to get to the freedom, to get to the place of healing and into wholeness. And I, I, I think that when you have different people who collaborate on something that's so spiritual and you guys all agreed in everything. I just think that's, I think yeah. it's so beautiful. It definitely has been God ordained because it just seemed like it came together pretty effortlessly. Correct? Well, I hope so. <laughs> I, I can, I can. We all got along through it. So that's a big thing. Well, that's you know, there good. Are times, I, and there, I, was, there was a lot of attack. There was, I mean, ask Seneca. There was a lot of attack going on, too. Well, I, I, I saw Seneca as soon as I said that. I saw her head like, hysterically start laughing. I'm like, okay, let me just bring her up and let's let's just start. Because oh yeah, was the cake. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But at least you guys were all in the same playing field. It wasn't like somebody was trying to take the ball and run away with it. 
right yeah (laughs) we were all in it together (laughs) yes and i and i and i think that the warfare that you guys experienced must have been intense correct yes (laughs) i didn't think we were all gonna make it i really didn't well now did, did this actually did you guys start this book before diane had her accident barely yeah okay okay yeah, we barely got going. Okay. And that knocked the wind out of us. Yeah, no doubt. And and for those who don't yeah. know, Diane had a fall that resulted in a horrible trauma. And um, and if you'd like to hear her story, you can actually go back into the archives and listen to Diane Moyer's, um testimony. <laughs> go break a leg. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was kind of, I'm like, I don't know if that's appropriate to say, but. (laughs) I loved it. It was so appropriate. It was so true. (laughs) You know, and, um, but, but what was, what was really cool about the entire um, process is that, um, that there was this, that there was a time that I saw people praying and I saw, I saw Michael and I, I saw other people and we were all in the room and we were praying and it was very, it was really intense and it was the first time that it really because uh, and I want to bring Michael back in because I want to talk about um, you know like traveling because I know Diane you travel in the spirit and Seneca you travel in the spirit but uh, yeah. I know that um, that there has been some healing that has happened in the spirit so I don't know who, which one of you guys wants to start talking about it so <laughs> I wasn't quite sure where she was going with that. <laughs> well, because I think that sometimes when you travel, when you travel, people, people don't understand that. Well, that... let Michael answer it. He knows everything. I know, right? <laughs> so, Michael, so for traveling in the spirit and, and to, to help to. He has something to say, but we can't hear him. Oh, we still can't hear him. Ugh. Um, seriously, I'm going to start praying in tongues. Oh, Michael, come on. This has been, this has just been so crazy. He has something good to say. We need to hear him. I know, I know. I know. It, we're we're going to get yeah. there. But, but Matt, Matt, we can hear you again. It's, it's just not the Lord's will. You know, it's, <laughs> sorry, I don't know. This is the story of our last seven months yeah. Yeah. that that yeah. michael michael could it could, could be seen uh, so, I, I don't know, I, the, so somebody something about healing in the spirit yes Trying yeah. in the spirit, doing yeah. some kind of healing so, oh okay so um so i'm lucia's got a wow. question yes lucia has a, a yeah. question oh, it says okay. any comments on fragments in a person Connected with another person's oh, fragment so you guys can read it good so yeah. it, it says any comments or fragments in a person connected I, with another Again, that's kind of like what Michael was saying. You don't want to do that. Right. Well, I, I think you I... You want to connect I, them with Jesus, right? Right. Well, well eventually, eventually, I, I think that people's fragments oftentimes, they have that, that mercy and that compassion, and they will connect with other people's issues. And, and we do want to get it to Jesus, and, and it oftentimes there will be an unhealthy aspect of it right because the fragment's wounded and doesn't always know how to okay i'm going to take this burden now i don't really know what to do with it but i've got it (laughs) ideally we want to get the lord in there to 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 take the take it finally right because the the idea is not to have two people carrying the burden the idea is to have nobody carrying the burden Mm, i don't know is is that that's not something i have a whole lot of 
it just isn't going to happen. They're both going to carry it, like you said. Yes. And I, well, I, I think they can they can get in touch with it and they can bring it to the Lord if they know how to bring it to the Lord. You know, if they don't know how to bring it to the Lord, then that's a problem. Yeah. So, so what is but that? I, that's you know, it's not something I've experienced with a whole, you know much. So I'll let you guys go for it. Well, I would think it'd be really common in people who have more empath or feeler traits because they're picking up on everything anyway, everything that's going on around them. You know, they're sponges. So yeah. let me ask, yeah. let me ask yeah. you a question. Yeah, if not, go for it, Diane. Well, I, I can do that. You know, I can feel that. I can sense where they're at and pick up on it, but I don't carry it. I let them know that I understand and that type. I have empathy. You know, I have compassion. But at the same time, I'm directing to the Lord because there's nothing I can do for them. Yeah. You know, I, I had a I had a person I was working with who would tend to be overwhelmed by a lot of uh, a lot of other other people's um, burdens. They they walk in a room, feel everything, and it'd just it'd just mm -hmm. take them over, and like like they would just shut down. They wouldn't be able to function sometimes because they would just feel everybody's issues so much. And uh, as they were getting more healing, that died down a lot because their their parts were doing that. And their parts learned how to maintain boundaries. So it's not like, you know, just because someone's got a burden, I don't necessarily have to take it and be overwhelmed and, and shut down my whole life. But at the same right. time, that person did learn. That person is somebody who, who ministers in the spiritual realm, and they're still learning, I believe, of, of how to, you know, okay, I'm, I'm noticing this burden. Well, I can actually solve this burden. I can, I can actually go to this person. I can bring the authority of the kingdom I can send angels. I can, I can, you know, take this burden to the Lord rather than just taking it on myself and just keeping it on me. And I think maybe that's what what Lucille was was trying to talk about it is, you know, an intercession rather than, you know, like maybe yeah. I, maybe I'm reading your question wrong, but it, it seems like you know the difference between intercession or just having two people get demonized. Yeah. Well, that was a really good point, though, that um, the more feeling that they get, the less likely that is to happen, because I've noticed the same thing and wrote about it a little bit in the blog and called it sympathetic resonance, you know, speaking in frequency terms and things like that. Well, well I think there's a positive side of, of one's burden and ministering to it. Up, oh, I think we've lost. Uh, I think we've lost Matt. I think Looks like just, Matt's coming out too. Yeah. So, so basically, if if people wanted to just, in a nutshell, wanted to understand what are the benefits that they can get from getting your book, Broken to Whole, what what would you guys say? <laughs> They're going to get a very comprehensive guide, and it's. It goes from a very entry level all the way on up. So it's actually something they're going to use and get value out of for a long time. And there's quite a bit that you can actually do on your own. You know, working with somebody is really great. Um, for me, working with Matt and Diane helped me a lot in just recognizing, oh, that's a fragment, you know, let's go deal with that. And it didn't take me a whole lot to to put two and two together from what they were saying versus what I was feeling so that I could tune in and figure that out. Hmm. 
Okay. So let me, uh, Diane, what, what would your takeaway be from, from this book? What, what do you feel that somebody's going to be able to have a better understanding of? I think the whole subject is dealt with in such depth with six different voices. You know, if you count the, you know, Ruby who gave her testimony, there's six, six different voices that are bringing forth. And a lot of times you might not receive from one person, but you receive from another person. So you get to learn a lot from different viewpoints. Okay. So that's something that you're going to, you're going to get a, you're going to get different viewpoints because everybody has a different way of, of, of dealing with it. Like some people can see and some people are able to, um, just to discern and, you know, so you, they're going to be able to, to deal with it in dreams. Exactly. So there's going to be different ways of dealing with it. And so the person who gets this book is going to be able to have different ways to see it. So different perspectives of this, correct? Correct. Okay. Michael, what is, what is something that somebody's going to get from this book? What, in your opinion? I think it's going to help people. Can you hear me okay now? Yes, we can finally hear you. I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I think, I think one of the main things people are going to get from this book is they're going to get an understanding that they're, they're going to understand the problem, basically. Um, and once you understand that there is a problem, you can start doing something about it. It's hard to fix a problem you don't know is there. Um, and I think that, I mean, really, the whole book is geared largely towards fragments and altars and helping integrate those parts to become whole. I mean, that's why the book's called Broken Whole. Um, but that first step is is becoming aware of the problem and how to deal with it, um, and from there, becoming whole. And Matt, what is what is your take and what, what would be your takeaway for somebody to get this, to get a copy of this book? Well, there, there are two big things that, that stand out to me. Um, number one is that this book goes a lot more in depth into, uh, into working in that realm and different problems that you can run into and different solutions that have been, been effective and, and, and different. Just there, there's a lot you can learn so you don't have to make all the mistakes we've made. You know, you can just learn from our mistakes and, and start at, you know, start at level five instead of level one, you know. Um, and I, I don't know of anything else out there. I can think of maybe one book that, that you know, sort of down that road. But I, I don't think there's anything else out there close to this in, in that way. And also another another big thing that stands out to me, it's like, you know, most people think that fragments, alters, that's only people that belong in an insane asylum or, you know, somebody that's really just whacked out you know the worst cases but actually um you know i i got into this a, a, a lot of it you know i started out looking for you know trying to help the the worst cases but i found out hey wait a minute i got all this stuff and i had no idea and, and it wasn't that i had a bunch of voices talking to me in my head or all that my my situation i had a lot of emotions that were just shut down inside just suppressed a lot, a lot of woundedness that that um you know i i just you know, didn't really have access to and, and uh, couldn't get it healed. And, and, you know, it would get triggered at times. I'd experience these overwhelming emotions at times, but for the most part, I could just stuff it down. I find that a lot of people, um, you know, if you really want to get their stuff healed, you've got to go after those fragments and those, those parts. And just being introduced to that concept, just seeing what it looks like, you can start to realize, say, hey, wait a minute, maybe I can go after this. And it doesn't, it doesn't have to be some huge dramatic thing where I'm switching into different personalities. It can, you know, a lot of what I do, um, 
it's more like by faith. I mean, you're just getting a, a subtle sense of what's in there, of what, oh, this, there's this feeling, there's this image of a, of a identity, there's, there's this thought that's coming up, and, and I'm getting little answers, and, and you just kind of do it by faith. And it might seem very subtle. It doesn't seem like you got these overwhelming parts taking over your life and, you know, missing time and all this. It can just be a very subtle thing. But you get healing, and you can you can see issues change in your life that, that don't change by any other means many times, and and so it's it's a way of getting to the real root of issues rather than just kind of well we can just stuff them or we can just wallow in it and live in self pity or you know just like you know j- just just try to pretend it's not there and just just sing kumbaya. Well, now, now you're getting tools. You can actually deal with this. You can get healing for a lot of these areas. You can find where the real roots are and, and get them resolved and see the fruit of it. So, so that is, uh, that's extremely powerful. I agree. And, and so, guys, I just want to thank you all for, for coming on Touch by Prayer with all the glitches, with all the, <laughs> the, uh, the, the audio issues and all the different stuff. I just want to thank you guys for doing it. But more importantly, I want to thank you for your obedience. I want to thank you for your endurance. I want to thank you for your steadfastness in putting together a book that is going to help to shine light on something that has been so dark and so misunderstood. So I just thank you guys for collaborating and for bringing being a light in into so many people's very very dark dark places so i just want to thank you guys so much thank you matt and michael and diane and seneca i know there are um there was another contributor who was on this um who was involved in this book and i just um i just think two others yeah, two others. There were two others who were involved in this book. And so if you guys haven't gotten your copy of, of the book, you need to definitely go on to, um, you can go to Amazon.com. And of course, it's called Broken to Whole, Inner Healing for the Fragmented Soul. So you guys can go to Amazon. Is there another place, Michael, where they can get it? Because I know you're like the, the book guru. <laughs> Oh, Amazon. I mean, it's it's sold on Amazon, but if you can't, if you're having trouble finding it, it's on my website on the front page. So thekingsofeden.com. It, okay. If you just scroll down a little bit, you'll see it along with a bunch of other books. So, um, I mean, that's just another easy place. The link will take you directly to the book on Amazon. Okay. Um, so we're I'm putting that up right now. Kingsofeden.com. So if it's you, the Kings of Eden. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hold on, we're gonna go back in there and. Hide that, and we're going to put The Kings of Eden, just so we have it. The Kings of Eden. And I mean, I don't know who else might have it up on their websites, but I know I do. So that'll be, that is an easy place to find it, and it's right on the front page. Okay, so we have that. Also, you guys can go to Amazon, but I just want to thank you guys. This kind of ran a little bit longer, but I just wanted to make sure that we, we got the meat out of this interview due to all the technical problems and so thank you guys for tuning in thank you for for standing with us and and for the prayers to help us get this broadcast out if this has blessed you please share it with your friends because there are a lot of people who really don't understand this and it's something that i think god really is starting to shine a light on so definitely share this thank you guys again for coming on if you guys want to connect with anybody you can go to thekingsofeden.com to go and find the awesome michael king and michael actually is going to be coming on um 
untouched by uh, prayer pretty soon so i think we're trying to build a a, a date for him i also you can find um diane moyer at debomb.org i think that's right diane you can just shake yeah that's it <laughs> so we we can also do that and of course you can go to seneca sherbon and you can go to she has a couple of different ones she has freedom-flowers.com or you can also go view author at um Seneca or your dreamventure.com. So there's a bunch of different places. Definitely check out Seneca and her flower essences. I know that some of you guys are going to be in Tacoma to the gathering. So I'm super excited that I'm going to get to meet some of you guys in person and not just through, uh, through uh, audio. So, but thank you guys for, for tuning in. I hope again that you have a very blessed evening and remember to go out and touch someone. Good night. <laughs>